Hello and welcome to Nolo Time, episode 85. My name is Obed Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Julian. What's up, Nolo Time? Good to be with you again. Episode 85, Obed. We're in for another spicy one. Yep, I'm fixing my mic over here. <laughs> so if you hear some uh, some thumping and crackling, that was me fixing it. But He's not dying, guys. Good to go. No, I'm not, not, not yet. I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. Great. Joe, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing really good. Um, you know, I I've just been spending more time recently, family, uh, recuperating. These last uh, this last weekend, I actually went ahead and, and got some time to go to Hollywood Studios. Um, you know, it, I really like that park. I think it's um, I'm in general I like Disney, right? But but uh, that park specifically, I like. I think it's it's a little underrated, um, and it's it's amazing how they don't have that much open there right now. There's just because of the construction going on at the park, yeah. and even with the limited stuff there, I think you still have a great time um, with with all the other stuff going on. Um, but the one thing of note was, uh, you know, I, while I'm over there, I did get to see some of the uh, more of the construction you can see going on at the Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge that that's going to be opening up. Um, got, uh, I think it's August, am I right? Yeah, August 29th, August I think. August yeah. 29th, yeah. So, obviously, you know, really excited for that. Um, strange how when they're opening this that they're not going to have both rides. Um, there's supposed to be two rides with it. They're not going to have both rides ready for, for launch. They're supposed to only have one, which I believe is the Millennium Falcon ride. The other one's supposed to be a very uh, revolutionary technological uh, ride. That, that that one's not going to be done apparently for opening so for that's, both here and in, in California. So I heard that that is going to be ready, oh. but um, the twist on it is that the, uh, they will not be offering fast passes at all. Mm. So everyone's on the same boat because apparently, like you know, they're expecting that ride to be like like you were saying, revolutionary and something like not something that's never been done before. So. They they're playing ahead and they're being smart and man I remember when not all rides have pass hat fast passes now all rides have pass hat have fast passes and it's a mess yeah because like, I was gonna say I can't think of any other ride that doesn't have it right now at Disney but that would be cool for them to to make that step with such a large IP yeah yeah so they they I heard some rumors that they were gonna try like a premium fast pass where you actually pay extra for the ride like. Uh, like old Disney stuff back in the day where you had different like ticketed attractions and then um, you'd had the chance to ride certain rides with certain tickets. So uh, at the end of the day, they apparently decided that they're just going to go with no fast passes. So, uh, Which is interesting because their business model right now is essentially as long as you have a ticket, you get to do what three fast passes for the day or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting for them to just have one ride. It's like, sorry, that's it. Everyone gets to wait in the same line. I mean, it's Star Wars fans that might actually uh, help avoid chaos. So yeah, that that's good. Maybe. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I did. I did see a preview for the Falcon ride, and that looks like a Star Wars mission space, basically. So you'll have your different stations, and everyone's gonna be interacting with something different. Um, and while, you know, you get a, a, a kind of like a simulator ride uh, sort of thing going on. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how it all comes together. 
Same. And, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see when they revamp the uh, park entrance because I know there's like extensive work being done at the park entrance um, and seeing uh, the new uh, Mickey Mouse ride that's supposed to open later oh, yeah. this year, I think. Um, so that where, where the old movie ride used to be. So that's um, they're prepping that to be a, like a very popular thing, well, too. Well, it's crazy how there's that's literally the very first ever ride of just Mickey and Minnie. Like, there's never been a Mickey nope. straight up ride at Disney World. Like, that's yeah, crazy there's no Mickey about. rides. It's in, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, that's a that's like a a, a a nugget of knowledge there. Yeah, which which is very interesting. Like, there's shows, right? Mickey Mouse is at yep. you know, there's several shows that Mickey's in, but not an actual ride. Uh, Donald has a ride over at the Mexico right. Pavilion. Mexico Pavilion. Yeah. So, and even Goofy has the Barnstormer, even though he's not in the ride, it is his, you know, ride. Themed, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so, it's amazing how we're in 2019, going 2020 here, and, and the first ever Mickey Mouse and Minnie ride. That That's crazy. But, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks like it's going to be a nice ride. I, I will miss the great movie ride. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Hollywood Studios is a fun place, so I'm glad I got to go over this weekend. Cool. Well, man. That's awesome. Dude, speaking of weekends... I woke up real early on Saturday <laughs> because I just wanted to just jump into the MC5. Um, of course, it came out, you know, the week before. It came out on Friday. Uh, I didn't get it until Monday. That's when my uh, my shipment from GameStop came in. Uh, I mentioned it on the last episode. But so, so I wake up. I woke up early on on Saturday. It's like I'm gonna wake up early. Uh, I actually was like awakened from like. 5.30-ish, it's like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna man it up. If I fall asleep again, that's good. If not, I'll wake up at 6. So I just got up at 6. And, Joel, um, I, so, so they're not, the, it, Itsuno-san was not joking when he said that, that he is going to exceed everyone's expectations. Wow. Because this game is absolutely fantastic man it's i it is the it is the most video game experience i've had in a very long time in the sense that it's just pure fun it's just fun and the characters are great um it's i mean it's still cheesy the devil may cry you know a dialogue and whatnot but it's so good and uh, joe i'm really excited for this game like you know, talking about it, i've been thinking about it all week i was like i want to jump in and, and try it again i'm about halfway through the game's not really like that long it's about 12 hours long for the campaign but i mean if you've played dmc in the past you know that you have to do at least three playthroughs because they there's so much to discover and you know you keep unlocking moves and and getting better at the game uh, plus, uh, on April first, uh, the 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 Bloody Palace DLC comes out and it's free. So Joel, I've I've never it's man, God of War is great as an action game. The the God of War uh, re soft reboot thing they did for PS4, right? Um, they, absolutely great game. Uh, came out last year. Um, you know, again, highly recommended if you haven't played it. But this is. Like they they kept what make made what 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 made DMC DM Devil May Cry you know versus the the reboot, um, 
you know, the Ninja Theory reboot. And it just kept all of that and just improved on everything. And it's just fantastic. And the way that it, it, the game is looks amazing. Like, graphically, it's great. It runs very, very well. Uh, even, you know, on the real PS4, uh, you can go check out the D- Digital Foundry videos. Um, you know, they're saying that the, the performance on, those, on the standard P- PS4 is it's excellent. Um, so, man, I it's... It's just fun. It's like, like, it's, man, it's great. It is so good. It is so good. And then the music's fantastic. And then the way they, they, everything comes together, right? The way the the graphics and the gameplay and the music all come together during those battle sequences. It's just, ah, it's so good. And then you keep unlocking stuff and, um, you know, the boss battles are, are awesome. Ah. I, I just can't wait to go back and uh, I mean, I'll probably finish like the main, you know, story thing uh, this week and I'll probably just start uh, again on, uh, you know, the, 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 the harder difficulties and, and keep, you know, uh, hacking at it. Uh, but it's great. It's, it's, it's everything a DMC fan want it and, and maybe even more. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. They they say that there they there's no DLC plans per se for this game, other than adding the bloody palace. But I, I think that they they should do another one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably not going to happen this generation because uh, I mean we're we're coming to a close you know, towards uh, uh, later in the show. But um, yeah, I, I just it, I'm I'm. I'm really excited. I'm really happy for this game. The game's doing really well. Uh, review it reviewed well. It's uh, it's selling well. Uh, Capcom, man, they're 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 killing it. They're back in. So um, watch out for Capcom. I'm I'm thinking, Joel, that you know uh, whatever happened with with Street Fighter Five and Marvel's Capcom Infinite. I think that Capcom's in a place right now where they can go back and, and reevaluate what happened. And when they're ready to bring the next Street Fighter out, they're just gonna, they're gonna be like, like Marvel. They're, they're gonna come out, they're gonna come on, they're gonna in it to win it. They're gonna try to do the Disney. Yeah, they're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. So I think that Capcom's in a great position right now. Um, they were able to uh, correct their path. And it took them a, a you know a good four years, but 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 we're here, and 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 Capcom's back, and I am really excited. Capcom's my favorite developer ever, and and I'm just happy to see that that they're back um, doing the thing that they know how to do um, because they're great. So I'm real excited again. Don't like Cry Five. How to recommend it? Ten out of ten from me. Like really, like like it's it's great. Yeah, I, I, we we need to do another uh, favorite games show because we oh, I, yeah. I, I've added stuff to the list. I've moved things around, so uh, probably not an updated list, but like a part two. Oh, uh, sure. We should we a should re- definitely reevaluating it. Yeah, reevaluating it. Uh, we can go over the ones that we had for for the last time and and just as a recap, and then we can do like a special episode. Um, and. Uh, I'll let you guys know what we think of what's what's new out there and what's awesome. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, we can definitely roll into that. Rolling into awesome stuff, Joe. The morning after we recorded last week, a trailer for Avengers Endgame dropped. 
And oh boy, Joe, this trailer hit it's you right hit, hit you it, right in the feels, right? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it, it really hit me emotionally, like, and it's not because of it taking in the very beginning of it, it takes very much an approach of showing where um, both our leads, Iron Man and Captain America, where they began. Um, and I think that was very intentional, not just to just to make you feel like, oh, we've we've been this last decade of, of films and this is what we've done. I think it was I think that's intentional why they showed those things. But but though just just seeing where this movie is going tonally, seeing how these characters are so different, um, seeing what they're up against and how they're, they seem to be approaching it. And I just love, love, love this uh, this mindset of we're going to do whatever it takes. Like some people give up. Some people would just let this go. We can't, and I just, we don't. I just, yeah, we do. And I just, I just love the way this is put together. It's a great piece of marketing material, right there. Yeah, I think I think it was excellent. Um, I, I like how they went back, and and they, and it was very subtle with the beginning of the trailer where they're showing things that happened in the past, um, and and we we take it. Like you, you took it first, and and then I was like, oh, and then you made me realize it's like that's you're probably right, right, right on the money there, and it was that by them showing past events, there it's a tease of the possibility of time travel, absolutely, um, which has already been sort of leaked out there yes. with you know set pictures and and other things that are out there, um, so we we sort of knew that. Or know that there is going to be some sort of um, time travel element to uh, the events in the movie, but we'll probably see a lot more. Uh, I think this is probably going to be just the last trailer, other than the TV spots that that are going to start popping up uh, anytime now. I mean, uh, movie is four weeks away, so exactly. And you know, the thing about it was, no, they, I don't think they showed too much. So it was one of the first questions: Did they reveal too much? No, I don't think they they did. And and what's interesting to me, and why I was, I was okay with watches because you know how I am, Obed. Like we get closer to these movies, I'm very much a purist. I don't want to see any much. They've already got my money. I don't need to see any more of the movie. I want to sit down and watch it completely through for the first time, fresh. But but with this trailer, according to Kevin Feige, the studio head of Marvel Studios, uh, he says that the trailer only showed events that happened in the first scene, first 15 minutes of the movie. What was shown wow. in that trailer? And you, wow. you got. I mean, there are certain moments in that trailer. You're like, oh wow, that's probably later on. No, that's early in the movie. All that stuff that happens. So there's Holy some big crap. things that are gonna happen later in that movie that we've never seen. There are things that that are gonna happen, events, battles, whatever. No clue. No, not never seen before. And I love that. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. Man. That now I'm now I'm even more excited <laughs> I know. for it. I know, Holy man. crap. <laughs> yeah, because there's like no, there's like no spoilers at all on this movie. Toys, only spo- that's it. Only, yeah. Well, the only, the only spoil. I mean, I mean, in the trailer, but right, I mean, yeah. we've seen the toys and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like the suits, right? We've seen that sure. from you know weeks ago when those toys got leaked and whatnot. But I think the the biggest spoiler we have in the trailer is that Tony gets back to Earth. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's marching along with them while they were wearing the. Uh, the new um, like, which they they look a lot like the uh, the suits that uh, uh, the Hank Pym wore to get into the quantum realm. Absolutely. So, 
so they they do look very similar to that. Um, yeah, so that that's probably that's probably a big indication of where this is going. Yes. So so yeah. So we're we're ready for them to do something with the quantum realm and and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the the gist you're saying, like they they tease they team tri- time travels, the biggest tease, like we were saying, the first analysis is that you know these events are events that that really changed how these characters are as as people, like. Peggy dying really affected Cap and him as a man. You know, Stark and the Mark One getting him out of the cave. Um, you know, jumping into you know seeing Black Widow and these talking with these guys, and then Lee has red but with white hair on the tips. Like this is obviously like years. Like I, I think even one of the other Chris Kimber, they have like some white on the side of their hair. Like it's very apparent. They're a little bit a little bit older, like ten years or whatever down the line. So time travel is a big piece. Uh, same thing like you just said about Iron Man being there, but everything else is just a mystery, and it's a good mystery. Like it, it's making me hungry for more, and it will be here before we know it. Yeah, the only other other spoiler that 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 I've seen out there is that Thanos is going to be back wearing full armor, and that's that was uh, uh that was back in the tease when production closed. There was a tease on, about that, uh, but then there's a, a Lego. Avengers said that got leaked last week after the trailer uh, where they showed uh, Thanos with full armor and only two infinity stones on the gauntlet. Mm. Oh, goodness, I don't know. He lost them. I don't know. Yeah, it probably is a, a cosmic explosion of sorts. and Or maybe they've already altered events. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I am so hyped. I haven't even seen Marvel, but... You know what? If I don't get to see Captain Marvel, I don't care. I'll do the I'll do the Black Panther thing where I I just look for the end credit scene and then just go. Cause I feel I feel for you, man. I feel for you. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited. Uh, the other trailer that we dropped uh, just uh, early this week was one for Toy Story Four, which we mentioned last week because Disney's ha- gonna have this crazy year on 2019. They've already started. I mean, yesterday they closed. They closed on Fox. I mean, done deal. That's it. Uh, it's like the Simpsons is on the on the Walt Disney Company front page now. It's it's incredible. So, uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, Toy Story four. Going back to it, uh, really good. It looks really good. It looks like it's gonna be like a a, a, a more of a Woody movie than 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 anything else, which. I mean, I don't. I don't think we'll see toys getting destroyed here, but but at the same time, it's going to be one of those things that uh, it'll it'll probably rattle your emotions, right? Uh, Toy right. Story tends to do that, especially you know three did a really good job at, well, at yeah. that uh, yeah. because it, it does speak to you know to the inner child. But uh, yeah, it looks very good. It looks like it's going to be very funny, and that Forky character looks so crazy. It's it uh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm curious if Bo Peep is, is a villain in this movie. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not saying that it's that way, so. but there's some, so. there's some indications that maybe she's trying to keep him from going back to Bonnie. I don't know. Even if she is a villain, I don't think it's, it's like, Mwahaha. it's probably more like, you know, <laughs> an anti-hero maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. where it goes. I'm very curious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, oh, but it kind of makes me feel like Toy Story 2 
when you know you had a lot more focus again on Andy and Andy, um, you know, being being kind of separated from the other characters. You're having the same thing again here. It's been a common theme in Toy Story, so it makes sense. I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too for sure. And I'll, I'll definitely check it out when it comes out. So, uh, you know, my daughter loves Toy Story, so I'm I'm either gonna get it or go see it in the movie theater or something. But uh, one one of those. Uh, Joe, and uh, speaking of returns to the big screen, um, ironically, you know, and, and again, we were talking about it, was it last week or the week before? Or some, yeah, not that long ago. Very, very recently yep. uh, about how, you know, about James Gunn and how uh, he he admitted the mistakes that he made and it wasn't anything that he was ultra egregious. It was just words. Nothing happened. Um, and, and, and whatnot. So happened late last week, Joe, that James Gunn is back at Marvel and will direct Guardians of the Galaxy three. So Marvel fans rejoice, right? Also DC fans rejoice because he is still involved with not Suicide Squad 2, but The Suicide Squad, reboot. which will be a reboot. Nice. So, Joe, are you excited? I am pretty hyped because justice was served. This is great news. I mean, you know, I think there's a lot of people who, you know, when they first heard the news, they were really saddened that James Gunn could be removed from a movie that you know he had worked on for so for so long for a franchise he really godfathered uh, you know a lot of people don't realize how strong of an effect that he also had on Avengers Infinity War um, he was essentially the godfather of the cosmic universe for Marvel um, they actually they actually upgraded his ranking he was more than just a director at Marvel um, they had given him some creative power over um overseeing what marvel is doing from their cosmic side so he was more than just guardians of the galaxy this is bigger than that um and if you like avengers infinity war you can thank him for a lot of the stuff that he actually helped put into that movie that's yeah. just a, that's just a fact no absolutely. so so you know when he was exiting the role it was exiting his role as as director and and then basically instead exiting marvel at that point like a lot of people were saddened because they were like, you could sense that there could be a very, a very strong difference. And you know, had it been um, circumstances that uh, you know he did something yesterday, you know, or he did something a year ago, and it was something that um, you know y you you can't just say I'm sorry for. Like it was something you know, <laughs> like you put it, egregious. You know, like something that you just you know you, you did harm that just can't be taken back. That would have been a different circumstance, but I think the way he handled it was what really made the difference. You know, you can say words. I mean, there I can uh, off air. I mean, Obed and I have had these conversations. There's a certain list of certain individuals that have um, lost TV shows, have lost certain things because of stuff that they've said or tweeted, and then after they lose it, then they go on another Twitter rant and they start saying things like, I can't believe this place would do this. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of or, oh, people are standing with me or why are you all hate? Well, you know, uh, fighting it is the, he, is the he gist man, of it. He man up. He, he, he never fought straight it. Straight up man up. He never fought it. Yep. And not only did he not fight it, this is something that like, happened over 10 years ago. So it's not to just make it. I'm not trying to put light to it. It happened, but it happened not that it was in a different stage of life for him. And instead, like we're saying, he manned up, 
He apologized for it, and he stuck to the apology. And not only did he stick to the apology, the man like shut down his stuff and didn't say a word and didn't and did not publicly badmouth the Disney property and just said whatever. And even with him coming back, Obed, yeah, back into the role, he he finally has 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 not been quiet anymore. He finally put something back out on his social media. But even in him coming back, it was nothing like. Oh, thanks for standing with me in the fight against this or whatever. It was oh, yeah. like I'm yeah, thankful yeah. to the Disney brand for them giving me a chance. Yeah, and I, he, and I and he even says like he admits like and he and he recognizes what happened and he's trying to become a better person. That's yeah, awesome. He, ne- he never put himself out there as a victim, exactly, uh, and or martyr or you know uh, uh, I hate the term, but you know he's not a social justice warrior. It's like oh yeah, you guys, you know nothing of that. Um, I I really I really respect him for just manning up to his mistakes because it's it, it's it, man I I wish half of the people would do what he did exactly it's like just man up to your mistakes it's like you know what something I learned during my my live show it's like it's it's okay to admit that you effed up exactly and you can just tell it like that and it's fine you know what. And and that's exactly what happened to him. And he admitted it. Uh, you know, he was a true professional when he came to, uh, you know, the process. And, you know, things worked out, the, you know, for him at the end. And, exactly. uh, yeah. That's a lesson but, to be learned from this. So I think – Absolutely. And, and absolutely. that was the, the other thing in the, the article from Deadline that put out there. when You sent it to me, Obe, was that it was essentially along the lines that, that um, Alan Horn, I guess, was meeting with him – uh, with with James Gunn several, a couple times after the decision, just to keep relationship with him, and he several times was very, um, uh, very apologetic and just and was completely respectful and wasn't even asking for the job back. He was just keeping a good relationship, and that spoke volumes to Disney saying, "This guy is good." Now the only people that that were saying stuff was the the cast saying well, there was conversation of especially like Drax and saying like, "Hey, yeah, we won't be back, uh, yeah. you know, unless this guy comes." But that wasn't James Gunn's remarks at all. So I think no. it just benefits Disney overall with where they're trying to go with their their, their Guardians property, and and it's and he's he's not going to put them in that predicament again, considering the lessons that have been learned here. So I think I think everything's good to move forward from here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he he's in a good place. I think uh, um, we're gonna see more of his contributions in uh, for sure in Endgame and and in future projects as well uh you know again going back to to Marvel and now with DC that this was announced that this Suicide Squad project's not it's just a straight up reboot it's not it's not even a soft reboot it's like straight up straight up rebooting the whole thing uh which is what they needed right uh even if they kiss even if if they keep some of the cast uh, they can still sure. pull off, you know, a full reboot and and do something different. Which a new I, Joker? Which is great. Oh, please, please, <laughs> please! Thank you. I'm hoping that ho- that the Joaquin Phoenix movie does well, and they bring him on board to that. We'll see. Uh, because he's a good actor, and he is, I, yes, you know, he, is. Uh, he can he can be a creepo for sure. <laughs> Just watch go go watch Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he can be a total creepo. That's the one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he he's good. So, um, so we'll see how that comes out. Um, Joe, uh, some uh, uh, oh, some other Marvel news that came out uh, this week is that Sony is putting out their their uh, uh, I guess plan for what is their seven years of Marvel. 
Uh, I was not very familiar with what's going on here until you sent me the article. Um, but I'm assuming that this is, you know, this includes the Morbius movie and uh, a potential sequel to Venom, right, and yep. whatnot. So uh, go ahead and tell us what's up with that. Yep, just it, it, just like you're saying, uh, it's basically Sony is saying with the success of Venom, and Venom was a massive success last year. Like it wasn't even financially. I mean, it wasn't even like, oh, you know, it, we got our money back and maybe a little revenue. Like they legit have enough money to green light two or three more films and then not only did venom come out and do well financially you had a critically acclaimed franchise such as uh spider-man to the spider-verse that i mean oh but that, that movie is just just beautiful i was just, just talking to, i was just yeah i was just talking to somebody um yesterday about it who just didn't get a chance to see it in theater and they're they're um they're very uh artistic individual and um they just were blown away by just the way you've got multiple animation styles standing side by side and doesn't stick out weird. You've got like a porky pig looking at a spider ham character standing next to an anime <laughs> character standing next to a 3d character and it doesn't look weird. Like it all just works. So just, and then on top of it being a, a, a very um, precious story about Miles Morales, that, that's, that's true to the Stanley um, you know, character creation. But with that being said, Obed, the, the seven year plan now there's some new stuff that they want to do. Like obviously Morbius was already announced, and they've also released a set photo. I know we didn't talk about it last week, but they did release a photo of of Leto in that role. Eh, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> we didn't talk about it because we didn't really care. <laughs> uh, it's it's just that Leto. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a weirdo, but and Morbius is a weird character too. Yeah, Morbius is, and it's also very obscure. Like not all people know about Morbius. Yeah. I, me personally, what I know. If, uh, about Morbius is from Maximum Carnage, which is not much. So yeah, it's 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 whatever. But but the one that really stuck out to me was the the rumors of a of a Flash Thompson Agent Venom uh, TV series. Huh. That I I don't know where they're looking to have something like that live. I don't know are they looking to connect that to their film because Flash Thompson exists in their. Their movies are they looking to just completely separate it and have it? It's, I mean, they're they're calling it a universe, a shared universe from from the looks of it. I mean, it is Amy Pascal, Obed. <laughs> We're talking about the woman that literally threw threw a sandwich at Kevin Feige when you brought up the idea of having Spider Man Civil War. I think it worked ridiculous. out just fine for them, but yeah, <laughs> so, seriously, so I I don't know what to what to make of this, but but they have plans. I just think they need to take one step at a time. I mean, Obed, after the you know, after the Amazing Spider-Man movie, they start saying we're gonna make Amazing Spider-Man two, uh, we're gonna make Sinister Six, we're gonna make Venom, we're gonna make all the Aunt May. Yes, <laughs> Aunt May, Agent Aunt May, or whatever. It was, and this isn't made up stuff. You guys can look so, this up. That was but, so stupid. But oh it, my it, goodness, I'm, I'm hoping they don't go that that kooky route again. Um, I mean, it's not like Marvel can step in and say no. I mean, Sony still has rights, and so long as they keep putting out stuff with these characters, they'll continue to have it. But Spider-Man himself will be fine in the in the MCU, I'm sure. But but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see about that. Uh, again, if they keep playing their Chris, I haven't still haven't watched Venom, still haven't watched Spider-Verse, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, if, if they're doing it, they they're doing well financially with those. So if they keep doing what they're doing. Uh, I don't see. I don't see a reason why um, they should not uh, be doing well in the next, you know, 
I guess seven years. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Joe, we got some gaming news. Just nothing happened. Nothing major happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, first thing that I want to talk about is you know what? let's talk about sales first. And then we can go about the other announcements because nice. then we can bridge it in. Uh, so NPD numbers for February are out. And as expected, Switch outsold the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I got a Switch last month, so I can I can see that. And, you know, based on, on what I saw out there on retail, uh, it's, it's, moving, it's moving units. Um, but... The list of the uh, top 20 is very interesting, Joel. So I'm going to go over through that. Of course, this is in uh, in uh, uh, in the in right order, so from 1 to 20. So starting with number one, Anthem. I didn't think Anthem was going to do that well. So that's yeah. a that's I mean, It was marketed very well. Um, a lot of those trailers I would see all the time on TV. Through NBA so. games and yeah, yeah. So I think intrigue factor, right? That's true. Yeah, they they were aggressively yeah. uh, advertising during like NBA games, WWE, yep, uh, ESPN. Like we would be in the break room and an anthem there it is. ad would show up on that's ESPN. True. It was they, they were very aggressive with that. So uh, yeah. But but I mean to me it's just interesting that it's 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 number one for the month. So I mean we'll see what the drop is right next month exactly when, when numbers does come it out. Stick, right? Or does it yeah. go all the way not even the top ten? Yeah, exactly. Uh, number two, Jump Force. Uh, that's kind of surprising. So uh, Jump Force is still is still up there. Uh, it's it's is up there on this list. Uh, it got mediocre reviews. The game looked fine, but you know it looks like it it does have some problems. Uh, number three, Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, that's that's still up there because I think it was number one for January. Yeah, uh, it so didn't drop that much. That's holding. That's holding pretty good. Uh, it's the so far as bit. It's the number two best selling game ever for Square Enix. So wow. so they're doing they're doing really well. Uh, so again, last I said, like I said last week, this is not the last time you'll see Kingdom Hearts because I'm pretty sure they're gonna go to Disney and say, look at all this money that we made. And you're like, oh yeah, let's do it again. Oh so yeah, they'll probably do that. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn at four. So this one's interesting because it's uh, Far Cry New Dawn was the DLC or basically an expansion for Far Cry Five that they that that uh, Ubisoft decided decided not to release that DLC and release it as a standalone game, uh, much like what Uncharted did with. Uh, what was the uh, Uncharted game that came out, Joel, with the uh, uh, with Nadine? Uh, uh, are you talking about the 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 um, Lost Legacy? Lost um, Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one with the ladies. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so basically, sort of, sort of like what they did with that. So that was supposed to be DLC for Uncharted Four. They decided to do it as a standalone. Uh, so that's what happened with Far Cry. Uh, Red Dead still holding at number five. Resident Evil 2 still holding good at number six. That came out uh, early January, so uh, so it's good to see that it's still holding uh, very well there. Smash Bros. Ultimate number seven. That's uh, expected to be in the in the top twenty. I mean, it came out in December, so uh, that game's probably going to be in the charts for the rest of the year. So, 
Uh, <laughs> nice. Hey, Joel, Joel's giving me the thumbs so, up over there. Like He's excited. One. Yeah. Metro Exodus. I thought this was going to be higher because there was a lot of hype behind Same. this game. Remember they, they showed this game. They unveiled it at the Xbox One X unveil. <laughs> That's and true. it's like this is one of the games that that it's going to be running on the Xbox One X, and it's going to be looking like this crazy thing. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was one of those games. Uh, so it's uh, number eight, uh, number nine, uh, NBA Two K Nineteen. Uh, NBA Two K Nineteen was very aggressively priced recently, Joe. I don't know if you saw that they were like the Ultimate Edition was going around for like fifty bucks, and the standard for like twenty. That's on, great on PSN. It's uh, so they selling so well. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very like the pricing was very aggressive on that a couple of weeks ago. I think last week or two weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, I mean, in in two K, uh, it's NBA two K is the best selling game, uh, sports game, of uh, the year of year since you know for the last like three four years. So, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four this is a number ten. Uh, new Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe that came out late January. That's number 11. Uh, I was able to grab a copy of that for the Switch with Mario Kart 8, which is number 12. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 still there, number 13. Oh my goodness, what are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey, number 14, so that's holding pretty good. Uh, Breath of the Wild at number 15, that's still doing very well. Been in the shorts for two years now because the Switch yeah. officially turned two uh, last week. Uh, Minecraft and uh, that's at 16 and again Minecraft's on everything so that's that's fine uh, but it's interesting that Minecraft is back on the charts so I think that they recently uh, did a big expansion so that may have been why uh, Mario Party number 17 Rainbow Six Siege Joel at number 18 so that's another game that came back from the dead uh, because Ubisoft is no the, they're nailing how to support a game on the long run. So, um, yeah, whoever's doing that at, at Ubisoft and it's coming up with this this uh, roadmaps for games, it's like, congrats, because you're doing a great job over there. So, yeah, that's a very interesting number 18 right there. Uh, Madden 19 at 19 and Spider-Man number 20. So um, a couple of surprises here where... You know, we, you have Resident Evil 2 still holding out very strong. Uh, and, of course, Kingdom Hearts 3 just seeing a, a, a not not a not a significant um, a drop at all. So, uh, yeah, uh, I say overall, very solid list of, uh, of the top selling games for uh, for February. Yeah, I, I mean, there's some surprises and that's always to be expected, but especially at the top. But but regardless, I mean. It just shows you uh, the the way people are looking for things on the market. It always reveals to us things that are just good games too. That just won't go away. Spider Man down there, number twenty, but he's still hanging in. That's that game's been out for a while. Like Grand Theft Auto, like we're talking about games that people just they keep buying. You know, I don't know why. Uh, Who's I, buying all these Grand Theft Auto copies? Uh, they must have. They have to keep just producing these, like because it just keeps selling. <laughs> It's like I don't even. I'm not even interested in Grand Theft. I don't even know anyone that owns Grand Theft. To be honest with you, I I only a handful. Like it's very small. <laughs> it's like who's buying them? It's insane, and and it's new copies. So it's not yeah, even used copies because you can probably buy. Yeah, you can probably buy a used copy for cheap now. 
Oh, yeah. Because that game's been out for forever. So, holy crap. I don't where know, this, Where are these guys find? It's, it's probably because of that online. Uh, the online is hot on Twitch, man. So, anything that's hot on Twitch is going to sell. Uh, I don't know if you like Apex Legends right now. Uh, they just released their, uh, basically their season, their battle pass. Um, you know, uh, it's sort of divisive, but I heard it's really good. And... It, it hit 50 million concurrent players. So, you know, Apex Legends is doing fantastic. It's doing great for EA. Uh, it's it's holding it's holding back Fortnite still. It's it's there. So uh, as long as they hold back Fortnite, and we don't have to deal with this dance and this other thing. And I'm I'm good. Yeah, good for you, Apex Legends. So keep keep pushing back on that Fortnite, Joe. The only game for Xbox that I was really bummed that I wasn't able to experience was Cuphead. <laughs> and we just got the announcement yesterday that Cuphead is coming out for the Switch. And we're both happy Switch owners. And so. we're, and we're both very happy Switch owners right now. And yeah, I'm very excited for this one, man. 20 bucks. Um, they, I'm not sure if they actually announced a full date. Oh, yeah, April 18th. So there you go. Uh, and it, it is going to be $20 on the eShop. Man, I'm really excited because I really wanted to play this game because it just looks so unique <laughs> and so different from anything else. And it's it's funny that this is the, the game that Xbox owners were dangling in front of everyone because they don't have they don't have anything to dangle. <laughs> you know, they're just I mean, Forza. Okay, it's a racing game, but but Cuphead was the game, right? This was the this was the the, the big killer app for Xbox for a lot of people. Um, and man, coming on the Switch, um, I don't think Microsoft. To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, right? Uh, but this. It, it is coming out with with Xbox Live support, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago about you know Xbox Live coming to the Switch and all this stuff that was happening. Um, so it does have some sort of Xbox Live support. I'm not sure if Microsoft will be technically publishing the game because um, the studio is not owned by Microsoft, but Microsoft did um, fund part of the game, so. Um, I'm not sure of the ins and outs, but man, uh, I mean, uh, a lot of Switch owners are real happy right now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm. You and I were both talking about it as moment. The moment it was announced, and I was like, I, my, I looked at you right away. I was like, I want to get this game, and you were like, Yep, same. So nice. We don't have to wait that much, and that, it's it's here. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the from the videos that we saw, and uh, I mean, this game is not. It's not a graphical powerhouse, right? No, it's just no. It's just a, a very... Uh, it just has a very striking art style and, you know, and a very retro look to it. So I'm, I'm really excited, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to experiencing this game. I, mean, I don't have a lot of time, so I'll, I'll buy it, but I'll probably pay, play it, like, during the summer or something because I got, I got my backlog. It's like <laughs> after after I, I get tired of DMC, I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm gonna try and do Resident Evil 2, and after that, uh, I'm I'm gonna see if I can beat that Zelda because that game's it's a time sink. It's it's it's, it's long. You know, let's be it's real; really you'll be on DMC for a while. 
I'm gonna be in DMC for a while. That game is so good. Did I did I tell you guys how good that game is? Oh, how good is it, Obed? The game is effing fantastic. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's really it's it's real effing good. <laughs> this is the Obed review. It's good. It's six really good. Mo- six smoking style. It gets a it gets a triple S from me. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe and and the the big thing this week, um, of course, we touched about it uh, upon it last week, uh, just briefly because uh, GDC is going on this week, and that's where we got the announcement for Cuphead. Uh, but Google presented their um, their gaming solution. Uh, it is called Google Stadia or Stadia. That's the brand that they're using to put this product out there. And and essentially anything that runs Chrome runs this, and they they're promising some very um they're making a lot of promises. Uh, again, we'll see. There's no there's just no information on what you know the pricing structure is and how this is going to work and how people are going to get paid and how publishers are going to get paid and 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 what sort of games they're looking to have into the service um I, i'm i'm conflicted because on the one side it looks really cool and um i think that this uh it's it's probably a bigger thing for for youtube than it is for gaming because the the way that this thing integrates with YouTube and basically using YouTube or Let's Plays as storefronts is it's a it's a great idea. Um, at the same time, again, we don't know the ins and outs of you know pricing structure and all this. Uh, but as a, in essence, it's it's what they said. It's the Netflix for gaming. So basically, their their goal is to have you up and running and you know within five seconds. And, you know, again, all, all this is just cloud-based. Uh, you'll be offloading to a data center uh, with, you know, there's racks and and you'll get multiple GPUs and multiple CPUs running these things. Um, they, they haven't said what the, if there's any uh, capacity, like uh, how many people can be on the service at a certain time. Uh, of course, Google's probably not going to say until the system actually crashes or does not allow more people to get into the service um but it's it's very interesting uh, to me joel the the big thing that it's uh it's very curious on how it works and and um and and to me it's just it just makes so much common sense that it's incredible that other companies didn't think about this is that the controller itself is is a separate wi-fi device so the controller itself does not pair necessarily paired directly with your Chromecast or laptop or whatever you're using. Um, the controller itself connects to the internet and just goes straight to the data center, therefore eliminating a point that could potentially bring some more latency. And and I think that was a fantastic idea. Uh, the controller looks fine. It looks it yeah. looks actually pretty comfortable sort of it looks sort of like a like a, a Switch Pro controller mixed with a PS4 controller. Um, so it looks, it looks pretty good. Um, I saw some videos out there, Joel, of, um, 
of Assassin's Creed running on like a, a dev build where you can see latency and whatnot. Um, you know, latency was around 100 milliseconds, which is not good. Um, it just to just to put this in into perspective, I have uh, I have an LG TV in this room that I that I bought because it was the best TV for gaming at the time, and, and I could and, and I can get four millisecond response time on that TV, and it's great and still works great and, and the games look great on it. Um, the TV that I have in the living room where I have my PS4, um, that's a 4K TV. And that has anywhere from 16 to 22 millisecond response time. When I switched, especially with fighting games, you can definitely notice that there's... Oh, for sure. You know, the, you can definitely notice the latency. So I can just imagine what 100 milliseconds would be like. Um, like, this is probably not going to be for fighting games. Like, if you're looking to go into fighting games using this service, I would not recommend it at all. Um, this is probably going to be more for uh, an RPG... Uh, uh, an action game with a with a a, a very uh, uh, with a very good like window of error like uh, say like Assassin's Creed you know they're not very intense when it comes to um, uh, to the 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 battle system itself uh, like for a game say for example like uh, like DMC or or Bayonetta or anything that's super fast paced. That's probably not, but not gonna be great. But um, it's it's very interesting what they're what they're trying to do. Um, I'm I'm curious to see what they announce next, and I'm curious to see their pricing model and how this is gonna, you know, how much the controller is gonna work, how much uh, how much the controller is gonna cost, how much the if it's a service, if it's an a la carte, if it's both. You know, at this point, we really really don't know. Um, the only other bit of information that I think it's it's important for us to put out there is that uh, the device itself is capable to, or not the not the device itself, but the service is capable of 4K 60 at launch, and capable of 8K 30 in the future whenever 8K is is widely available. Um, for 1080p 60, they're recommending. 25 megs of, uh, of of connection, which is more than enough. If you, like, if you live in Florida, like we we, we got way more than that. Uh, Florida has actually pretty decent internet, um, but if you have you know gigabit, then you you're all set to do like 4K. Um, Joel's breaking his setup. He's too excited for Stadia. Oh, <laughs> it's a good. Google's hearing the podcast and it's shutting down Joel over there. That's it. It's over. <laughs> Shut over. it down. Shut it down. Um, yeah. So 25 megs for 1080p 60. Uh, I'm assuming that it's probably going to be like 50 megs for 4K 60. Um, just to throw it out there. But uh, yeah, Joel, it was actually very interesting to see Phil Harrison out there just putting this this product out there. I was watching that E3 press conference from 2006 when the uh, PS3 got uh uh was about to be released and 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 Phil was there and of course Phil's Phil left Sony joined Microsoft for a while and I didn't know he was in Google but yeah he, he's he's there so um but Joe um yeah what do you think about this thing? Uh this is pretty cool. I like I, I've said it before to you, I said it I've said it on the podcast. I like um competitiveness. I like 
uh, versatility in the industry. It only makes things better for us when there's other things out there, other options. Um, if you know, if you're a, a PlayStation fanboy, you know, and you just want PlayStation to be the greatest thing, and you want everything else to stink. Well, that's not going to help PlayStation be great, right? Like there has to be good competition. There has to be good stuff. Now, understanding this, I'm not saying by any means that this product is going to compete with consoles. It's not. It's not the same. I get that, and I don't think they're trying to come out the gates to do that. But I think with them announcing this, they're still putting a very strong impression, a very strong um, approach, putting a strong foot forward on this by by showing the way that they're using their technology for those wireless console for uh, wireless uh, you know, um, for the uh, controller, controller. And, yeah and you know you're putting a strong foot forward when you're saying that we can support 4k and 8k when it, when it becomes a thing you're being really competitive when you're saying well you know and I mean this is literally in their presentation like in a sense joking about how with other consoles you have to sit there and wait for a game to download and then jump in no they're saying you can seamlessly uh, change it, jump through your experiences um, pretty quickly loading up these games. Like they 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 made a very strong first impression and, and, and very strong statements to be said from the beginning. So again, it's not that they're trying to 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 you know put away with the consoles. That's that's a very tall task to do and, and to put yourself in that same category that, that's just very intense. But to put this strong of a of an effort for their first um, launch of this of this this uh, device and this, this service um, it's very interesting to me and I think it's a good thing uh, I think it's a good thing for the industry I, I like how um, you know they they are look like they're gonna have a very realistic um, price point for this um, you know it looks like they're they're trying to really get the community to have it as an additional device in their home um, Google, of course, has always been that way, right? Google Home, other go smart Google devices. Uh, but the real question, Obed, is does the community embrace it? I, I mentioned this to you when I first saw it announced. I said, you know, this is going to be interesting to see if, if the gaming community riles behind this and says, okay, um, we think this is a good thing. We are interested, and some of them put their money behind it. But if they don't catch on to it, doesn't matter how cool it could be. The, the, the hypotheticals and all that stuff doesn't matter if the community doesn't come behind it. So, I mean, Obed, we've talked about PS Vita. We think PS Vita is, 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 is a fine, uh, you know, <laughs> device, right, portable device. The community yep. didn't get around it as strongly as, as, as it could have. Those that, that loved it were very strong vocal voices that they loved it, but a lot of the casuals just did not pick up on it. I'm not comparing it to that, but I'm just saying, like, you need to have your community behind this. So yeah. that's what I'm gonna keep an eye on. And I think this this one could have sort of an opposite effect, where maybe the mainstream audience, the people that play games on their phones, the more casual audience right. will embrace, um, because that way they don't have to spend five hundred bucks on a console plus, you know, this other things. Um, I think that they're the group of people that will embrace this the most. A hardcore will still want to have their console or their PC, and they're going to have their separate hardware for it. So uh, I can see a, a lot of the casual audience embracing it. Again, if it depending on what the pricing structure and whatnot is. So um, yeah, just to uh, go over some of the specs that they talked about, um, they are they're saying that. 
their their GPU delivery is at 10.7 teraflops, uh, which again comparing to the Xbox One X, which has six teraflops, the PS4 Pro has 4.2. So, I mean, they're they're it's impressive what they're what they're saying. It's it's pretty impressive. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how uh, PlayStation adjusts to this since PlayStation already has PlayStation now. I'm not sure what their you know latency and their image quality is and all that. I haven't tried the um, the the product myself, so I'm curious to see how that would compare. Of course, we we've heard rumors of PlayStation just completely that uh, they're completely revamping the PlayStation Network for the next gen. So that's potentially why this is potentially why Joel uh, John Cadera went back to um uh to being the PSN guy and they they switched positions remember there was a, a shuffle and then uh, uh the other guy the uh, PR guy became the the person of Sony uh interactive entertainment so maybe that they 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 knew this was going to happen so they went back it was like oh no we need more work on this um Microsoft Phil Spencer already said that they're going to be very aggressive at E3 uh, of course, we talked about that old digital Xbox last week. Today, we had another leak uh, of what the console may look like, uh, a potential bundle with three games and uh, a one terabyte uh, drive on it, and um, which is, again, sh- supposed to be launching in early May. Um, there's no date for this. Still, they, they're saying 2019. Um this is a, a big wait and see and let's see how this you know how this comes up uh my only concern about this is you know what if what if a publisher decides to just shut down the game the game's gone forever i can't play it anymore that sort of thing that's you know uh, when it comes when it comes to like games preservation that's the biggest of my concerns um I know again that the hardcore audience will still are they they will still want their dedicated boxes. They're still gonna have their separate hardware, um, but when it comes to just having games be available as a service in the cloud with no one to basically be able to preserve that product, uh, then that could be a potential problem. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, if if there's anyone out there that can pull this off, would be Google. Uh, again, Microsoft showed that demo. Uh, I'm using quote quotations here for XCloud, which last week, which this demo made made that demo look ridiculous. It, it was looked stupid compared to this demo. Like whatever whatever Microsoft showed that last uh, week or, or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't know why. They, they decided to go in that route, but uh, you know it's Microsoft being Microsoft. Well, I guess we'll see at E3 what they what they have planned, and and if it works, and if again like you said, if the community embraces it, then uh, we can we can definitely see where this is going. But um, for me on this one, man, it's a big wait and see. Uh, I'm curious to try. I'm curious to try the the service because they said that you can just plug in. A controller via USB, say on a laptop, any controller, and you can play. So you don't necessarily have to buy their controller to play. You can use a PS4 or Xbox controller uh, with the service uh, via USB. So I will, I will take a look at this when it comes out. I don't think this is the right product for me, but 
this is this could be a, a potentially a um a, a window into what gaming may be like in the next 15 years so uh i, I, I wouldn't say 15 i'm gonna say 10 i'm gonna within the next 10 years this could this could potentially be where gaming is going um uh, and and again joe this is this goes back to what i said a couple of weeks ago it's like i don't think i don't think the 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 next gen battle is gonna be you know xbox versus play xbox versus playstation is gonna be xbox live versus psn and now stadia and then whatever else is around apple has an event on monday that is a streaming service of sorts we don't know they may come up with something i i don't know so you know there's been rumors that apple one one has been wanting to get into gaming for a while now too so so we'll see uh but yeah joe it's, it's very interesting stuff yeah i agree yeah uh joe that's what i got for this week i don't know if you have anything else that you want to go ahead and put out there I'm good, man. I'm going to send us on home. Sweet. Guys, thank you so much again for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Load Time. We so appreciate it. And, of course, we always invite you to come back, be a friend of ours, follow us on our social media at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, please be a subscriber to our show so you can get informed when our latest episodes drop. Uh, on podcasts, we're available on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you are in watching via video, of course, we're on YouTube. And we always want to extend the invitation for you all to you know, give us feedback, uh, throw us a question, something that maybe we could address here on the show. Uh, send an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Thank you again so much, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you again next time. <laughs>